This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Cheney Crab. Naveen Copperweiss coming at you. This week on the podcast, we've got Malika Sundaramurthy of Abnormality, Castrator, Nidoros, I, I hope I pronounced that right, Nidoros, uh, and Ex-Parasitic Expertation, Extirpation, and one of the presidents of Ultimate Massacre Productions label. Thanks for oh, being yeah. on the podcast, Malika. I know it's really right late there. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I'm usually up this late, so. Are you? So do you put your daughter to sleep and then you have a few hours to yourself after it? Exactly. This is my, <laughs> some of my only time to myself. So, yeah, I stay up oh, yeah. past her, her bedtime. Some me time yeah. right there. Yes, me time. So important. <laughs> time to cool. make death metal. Yes, it is the time. So I yes, what you live in Prague? Um, just to throw that out there, that's where. How long have you lived there? Since um, the beginning of 2016, so four years, and almost well, it's almost five years. Yeah, yeah, that's a long time. Do you know? Can do you speak Czech? I'm learning it, but I'm honestly not good. <laughs> it's a very, very difficult language to learn. Yeah, yeah I've heard and, that those European know, languages are super hard to get. Yeah, yeah it's it's a Slavic language and a Slavic language family, and it just like has nothing in common with English like at all. And if it's, a word kind of sounds like, oh, it's kind of like that, and it just like has a completely opposite meaning. Right. <laughs> and like. Prior to moving here, I was pretty good with Spanish, and that like doesn't help me at all with learning Czech. Right, <laughs> so, like right. English, Spanish, and yeah. But I've been, you know, making a big effort to learn it. I at least, you know, I know the basics, and I can get around town and like go shopping and things like that. Um, That's pretty good. But in That's terms of like good. deeper convert, yeah, like I feel good about <laughs> that at least. But you know, after this amount of time, I really thought I would be better at it. But I'm being patient with myself because it really is difficult, and I see other Americans really struggling with it. Like some people just like give up and like never learn it, even after 20 years of living here. Wow, it's crazy. Well, so is it as prevalent yeah. there? Because for for instance, in Germany, like every German speaks English that I've ever encountered. They always speak English. Is it like that in the Czech Republic? So yeah, Germans actually, like most of them speak really good English, but yeah. it's not like that here. Um, I would say like the younger generation, a lot of them speak English from watching American movies and stuff like that. But the older generation, like they maybe know a few words and like most of them don't, but you'll meet the exceptions. Basically, when you go like to the downtown area because of tourism in the shops and restaurants, like most people will speak English because the people that are hired, you know, they have to speak English to serve the tourists. But when you get outside of the downtown area of Prague, then nobody speaks English. Totally. <laughs> so you have to learn Czech. That yeah. was the coolest part. Well, we got like we played in Prague a few years ago and you came to the show. And the coolest part of the day was... Uh, Julian, the vocalist of Gorod, is like an art history major. So he took us around, or is he, he's an art historian. That's what he does for a job. So he took us around all of mm -hmm. Prague because he had studied there for a while and he just told us everything about the downtown. And it was such a beautiful city to see. So amazing and so goth. 
which I love. Yeah, <laughs> it is very god. <laughs> Super god. It is so beautiful and like so much history here, like compared to the U.S. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's really fascinating, and I'm learning more about the city like all the time, and like. Yeah, I just fell in love with the city the first time I was here also on tour and like, you know, going around and looking at everything. So you moved there to be with your husband, I'm assuming? Yeah, Uh, yeah. How did you We were doing a long distance thing first and yeah, we knew that one of us had to move eventually. That's super long distance. That's very long. How did you guys meet in the first place? (laughs) Um, so we met when I was on tour in Europe and we played a show in Prague and he came to the show. It was actually like just down the street from his apartment, <laughs> but he did not come to see my band. <laughs> he came to see one of the other bands. What, what band actually, did he go to see? Spill the beans. Uh, he came to see Dehumanized, which is one of his favorite bands, like old school, you know, like New York style death metal. Slammy death metal. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah um, my old band he, played he with said, them. Like, he didn't really think. Was that? Oh, uh, my old band played with them in New York one time. Oh yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. what did you think of them? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was this was Good like show? fifteen years ago, probably maybe no, it was probably yeah about fifteen years ago, and uh, yeah, it was a great show. I mean, it was like just one of those random grimy New York death metal shows back in the day. Oh, yeah, those are some of the best. Yeah, it was sick. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm from the Boston area and um, they're from New York. So like, you know, I went to a lot of shows in New York and they came to Boston pretty often. So I've known the Dehumanized guys for a long time. And um, on that tour, it was Dehumanized and Malignancy and this band from Iceland Beneath, who are really good too. So yeah, that was super fun to see those bands every night. And meet your husband. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. probably a good part. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we met at the Prague show, and um, he was friends with the Dehumanized guys. He had like done some art for them before. Um, oh, word. So I, I met him through them, and uh, he offered to show us around Prague because he lived there. It was like the nighttime, but that was the only time that we were going to be there because like of the long drives, you know how it is. We got there at night and then we were leaving like at 4 a.m. or something. Of course, uh, tour so, like, time. That was our only chance. To, yeah, that was our only chance to see the city. And I had always wanted to go to Prague. So I was like, hell yeah. Like, so like a group of like 20 of us went out walking in the city and it was just like gorgeous, like even in the dark. So yeah. like that was oh, my yeah. first time meeting him and he was telling all kinds of like stories about Prague and it was really interesting. And then, um, on the same tour, like a few days later, we played Neurotic Death Fest in the Netherlands. It's a really awesome fest. Unfortunately, it doesn't exist anymore. But his band was playing that one. So then I met him again that day. And then we just like kept talking after that. So and, it know. goes. That's how Naveen and I met too, <laughs> yeah. except he was the one on tour in Des Moines. And then we had to make, like, we knew that one of us was going to move and it wasn't going to be him moving to Iowa. Obviously being from California, it was like, <laughs> I'm moving to California. It's, it is, it happens though. You know, you meet someone on tour and you fall in love mm-hmm. and then it becomes this whole like, okay, how are we going to make this work? Because after a while, the long distance thing isn't yeah, pretty, as fun as it was, you know, it's harder and harder. Yeah. yeah. Very and hard. Like it's change would, uh, to, yeah. To, 
and it can be exciting to move even though you end up missing like your family and friends probably you know what i mean oh totally so how's that been like moving to another country that's probably pretty crazy yeah i think i I took it more lightly like when i made the decision and now i feel like the full consequence of what the decision means (laughs) especially during covid especially during covid because i can't just go back and visit anytime i want which is what i was doing prior to this so now i just really feel the distance from my family like now more than ever and like you know if someone gets sick i can't just like be there you know in the mm-hmm. hospital or something like, totally. but luckily my family's all healthy <laughs> right yeah. now well but. that's that's really good what has the the coronavirus situation in in the czech republic been like i guess it's not as bad as some places but it's not as good as other places like the They've been handling it pretty well, but, like, we've just been dealing with a lot of lockdowns and, like, all the stores closing and everything. My husband owns a bar, um, and so, like, we've been shut down, like, for most of the year, like, because of the restrictions, which has been pretty tough. Yeah, but (laughs) we're hanging in there, like, everyone, you know, we're not alone, like, everyone's going through this, so. Absolutely. And you got the yeah. baby. I know. I was going to say, I feel like yeah. you're you're someone who, you're a person that I know who I feel like has been hit at every angle of this coronavirus thing. You just had a baby. Your husband owns a bar, or a couple of bars. Is that? Yeah, it was two bars, but we had to permanently close one because of this whole thing. Jesus. Yeah, and, and we're just trying to hang, we're just <clears throat> trying to hang on to the one. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's been challenging, man. But I know that it's, I can't really feel bad for myself because I know that people have it the same or worse. Like, at least we're healthy, you know, at least we have our yeah, health. Yeah. So it's true. Totally. And we Definitely. got to spend, we get to spend a lot of time together now. And like with my young daughter, it's like, it's good, like that she can see her dad more and <laughs> I mean, trying to see the bright side of it, you know. It's very true. I mean, it, and on one end, I feel like it would be, I don't know how, uh, what it would be like to deal with it, having a brand new baby around or like what kind of, you know, panic goes along with that. But on the other hand, it's parents aren't, are sometimes not working as much. So you can, you do have the opportunity that you may not have had to be mm-hmm. around your daughter all the time, yeah. which is really or, or you have like the it. opposite effect, you know, you're like, I'm around all these people all the time. I can't stand them. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of people are, that's happening, dude. I know. You I know. know a lot of people who are breaking not, not up. You personally? No, no, no. No, Naveen well, and I are going to be together for the rest of our lives. Yeah. We've, got, we've gone on tour, you know, a bunch of times. So it's like, to I me, know. it's no that's different. That's true it's test. Like, yeah. It really is. Like, you know, try that, you know, I, to all these Corona people, try living in a van with, with other people Yeah, for months on it. Yeah. With so. your significant other and with other people. But no, I mean, I feel that you get to know your bandmates better than you ever wanted to. Like uh, I know my bandmates better than my brothers and sisters. Yeah. Way <laughs> better. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it's not a good thing, but no. you have to <laughs> No, tour sucks, man. Tour is <laughs> fucking so shot. Dude. Tour does have its really, really crappy yeah. part. I mean, it's like anything, but it does have crappy parts. There yeah. are crappy parts of tour. And when you get home, you forget all the shitty parts. You only remember like the picture awesome. Yeah. And you're like, it's no, so it's great. So true. Yeah. Maybe what? it's the contrast. Like the lows make the highs of tour seem even better or something. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, the downsides make the highs. Yeah, like those 
the thrill even yeah. better so, or something. So you did most your yeah. or most or all of your touring with Abnormality? Yeah, most of it. I did some touring with Parasitic Extirpation, another Boston area band. All right. Um, so you're directly from yeah. Boston? Yeah, I grew up an hour outside of Boston, and then I went to college in Boston and stayed there ever, like, after that, up until I moved to Prague. You so, like, more than, yeah, like, uh, like more than 15 years living in the city itself you have not a like, boston uh, accent at all <laughs> yeah congratulations yeah good job good job avoiding that accent i don't know how you did it but you did it <laughs> not everybody has it it's like certain pockets of boston especially like south boston it's like it i really you know i realize it's like very similar to irish accent like it's because there's a big irish population in boston that's where this crazy accent came from totally that kind of makes evolution of the irish accent like because i went to ireland i'm like holy shit like i understand these people like so well (laughs) and then a light bulb (laughs) i know i think bill burr is probably the best example right now of like just the most annoying most bostonian accent that there is like he totally plays into it it's like yeah. yeah, I love it. And jo- Josh, the bass player in Abnormality, has a crazy accent. And like, right. Yeah, I love it, but it's it's not me. I think because I grew up in a small town outside of Boston oh, where we speak okay. proper right. English. Yeah. <laughs> like you. I mean, you guys don't really have too much accent. No. I, I got like a Santa Cruz bro thing going yeah, on a little and bit. Yeah, I've, and I've developed the Santa Cruz bro accent ever since I moved here. Like it, my California... When I go back home, my family to Iowa my family makes fun of me like really badly because I'm like dude what's up bro <laughs> <laughs> I, want, you I want to hear my favorite thing about the California is hella cool like I want to hear oh. you guys say yeah we say that we say that's hella cool yeah we uh, say it all the time <laughs> and but you know we lived with like uh Naveen when Naveen was in animals we lived with the guys in animals as leaders and they're from DC so the DC accent started rubbing off on us as well so we would say hella siced it's not much of an accent it's more of like just these weird words that they say yeah yeah Yeah. so siced is one that's like you're excited (laughs) oh i've never heard that actually it's just a a dc thing yeah it's old school it's old school school. oh okay yeah and then like instead of yo they could they could say joe like no joe oh and they also say if there's a thing (sighs) over there it's like yo hand me that instead of hand me that thing it's hand me that jaint that jaint piece a jaint yeah Jaint, so, jaint, yeah. and jaunt. Like I'm going to the jaunt, <laughs> yeah. dude. It goes deep, DC accent, and then you have the Baltimore accent, which is right by DC. And those people talk like I couldn't even, I couldn't even put my finger on the accent at first. It's like ba- Baltimore. Yeah. I, I can't. I recommend watching that uh, Fred Armisen bit where he does all the accents, like all the way yeah, down. he down. does, he it does really like, well. the whole country, and. uh it's it's a fucking amazing. Yeah, I'm sure he, he has a it. Boston one in there. Yeah, he nails it. No, he does. He starts up at the top <laughs> and then goes all the way around to Boston. But uh, so since you've moved to Prague, one of the things I thought would be cool about living in Europe is that you could go visit all the countries because they're so nearby. You know, like have you done a, a bunch of that at all? Yeah, before the, the before COVID the, thing, obviously. like I was 
Yeah, I was like going to some different festivals like in Germany and like, you know, going on as many vacations as I could. But like, I think because of the music situation, because of touring, I didn't have like that much time when I first mm. moved here. And then, oh, right, right. Then being pregnant and having a baby. Yeah, I thought I would be doing more traveling, but. You know, we did a European tour with the band and like I saw a lot of countries on that and um, the most, yeah, like since then, since living here, the most, I went to Croatia and okay, I nice. played a show, one show in France, like as a guest vocalist for Unfathomable Ruination when okay. their vocalist was sick. That's sick. <laughs> that was just Literally. like, hey, they were like, hey, can you do this? And I was like, hell yes. <laughs> Why not? That's awesome. <laughs> And, like, yeah, it was some festival in France. And, like, yeah, um, I've been to England a few times, like, just traveling through to Boston. And I have a couple friends that live there. And I went for my one friend's wedding in, in London. All right. Um, nice. So, yeah, not not as much as I thought I would, but just because of life situations and because of, like, obligations to the band's yeah but i'm sure there will be more i'm just like getting started with that but yeah this whole pandemic situation is like they changed things and i think like it's never really going to be the same after this like i mean tourism is going to be forever changed i think like people the way people view it and how much they want to do it Mm -hmm. i don't know i wonder i wonder that too i Uh, It seems like Europe is announcing a ton of festivals for next year right now. So I've been curious to know like how this stuff is going to, as far as the not tourism, but you know, touring period, how that's going to work out in the long run and if that stuff's going to happen. And so does it look different from your point of view? Do you see those festivals, all of these, I mean, download and all of these crazy big festivals have been announced. Do you, from your now European perspective, do you see all of that stuff happening? I think it's just going to depend on like the vaccine availability, like if it's really going to happen. And if, if there's still a lot of travel bans, like those festivals might have to just do something more local, like for the countries that are able to come in, like the surrounding countries. Like Brutal Assault was canceled this summer, but they instead had like a smaller festival for like Czech people and oh, like maybe like Germany for the people that could come into the country. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Were they doing? I think, the, I think that's probably what will happen. Yeah, were they doing like the socially distancing thing at Brutal Assault or? I don't think so. I think like probably it was, it's an outdoor festival and like, I mean, probably they just told people to be responsible, but I don't think they had like very specific rules and things. The situation was a lot better in the summer actually here. Like there was, so like in the, like everything started kind of like around February and like March and then by like June, July, like, everything was better and even they like had a celebration for the end of like covid here they had a giant like dinner party on the charles bridge (laughs) (laughs) like an artist installation they're like it's over it's over just kidding (laughs) (laughs) never mind what's up what's up with a socially distant uh socially distant mosh pit though (laughs) socially distant mosh pit (laughs) 
Yeah, like, I mean, I think things were good here, but we knew that things were not good elsewhere. So, like, people weren't allowed to come in. But, mm -hmm. like, in terms of concerts happening here, I think people didn't have to be so careful then. Yeah. So, yeah, you, so what you're saying is it's all the Czech Republic's fault. <laughs> you guys are over there spreading. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not ready to say that. I, I don't want to get kicked out of the country. <laughs> that must be kind of cra crazy out. there, though, like, check Prague with low tourism like that's probably actually it's pretty cool yeah, it's so weird yeah that must be it's, real, it's, real weird it's very weird because like when I first moved here it's like you couldn't move on the Charles Bridge it was so crowded you know it was like it was yeah. really hard to like move in the downtown area there was just so many people so many tourists and now it's just like completely empty it's like the zombie apocalypse like yeah, yeah that like, is so weird 28 days later yeah it's so weird out. it's like all those movies you watched you know <laughs> about <Yeah>. like <clears throat> you know zombie apocalypse or other kind of post-apocalyptic future it's like we're living it and it's it's weird it's not as fun as you thought it would be <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> Yeah. Where are our, like, you know, monster trucks or, like, I don't know. <laughs> All like, of our ammunition. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Our stockpiles of semi-automatic rifles. Yeah. <laughs> None of it's here. We just no. got the zombie apocalypse. No, yeah. no cool weapons to back yeah. it up with. We're just on Netflix. Well, day. I remember that because that was something that was very, uh, I noticed a lot when we were in Prague is when we were walking around, there were tourists everywhere. It was literally, I, I believe the bridge we went on yeah. is the one that, yeah, that yeah. you're talking yeah. about. And it's yeah. like, we did the whole you thing. couldn't walk, yeah. a f you were a foot away from a million different yeah. people on that bridge. It was insane. Oh, yeah. And everyone's like taking selfies and like, you know, buying things and whatever. And yeah. Totally. Putting it's their like lock. so different now. But putting their locks. What? You put like a lock. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I remember this. Yeah. It's like it's like carving uh, your initials into a tree, like the equivalent. Like you put a lock and you like write your initials, like you and your loved one or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They don't want people to do it though, right? It's like frowned upon. Yeah, I think you're not supposed to do it, but like, what are they gonna do? Like, people do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we had a good time when we were in Prague. We uh, we played a show. Wait, is that the show that she came to? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We played it and. And Julian took us to like the oldest brewery in Prague as well in the downtown area. It was in this really like cutty brick building. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it for yeah. the life of me, but oh, they had deli really delicious beer at that spot. Yeah, we had a beer yeah. there and then uh, one of eight million beers that I drank on that tour. I know. Europe, <laughs> European tours, you will just I be drinking. Know what you, what was that? I want to know what you think of the Czech beer because it's you know known as some of the best beer in the world yeah it's like pilsner style beer right it's like your classic yeah like lagers yeah. yeah yeah it was really good uh -huh. i remember specifically the beer because we all got past it was very uh there was a lot of head on it mm. specifically it was really good mm -hmm. and it went down mm -hmm. really smooth yeah, i don't know i remember the day i remember drinking a beer <laughs> i honestly don't remember anything about it we drank a lot of beer on that well, european tour it was a it was a party that's for sure it was like borderline like a problem like i drank like at least i'd say between 10 to 20 <laughs> drinks a day that's what happens when you're on a bus Straight up. Though, like no know? joke because i was thinking back on it one time when and i was when you're with gorod because those guys love to oh, drink God. and they'll insane. those french people they yeah. will be up drinking until seven in the morning and then they wake up at nine 
and they go have a bottle of wine and they're just like <laughs> eating their pate and it's like how do you guys do this i don't so well yeah <laughs> but yeah food uh, drinking is the best way to get rid of a hangover i guess but yeah. that's not my that's not my style no mine way. either oh. i if i'm hungover i'm in bed like i'm not that's it yeah i'm just yeah. toast but anyway, so you're keeping chugging busy. Uh, you're yeah, keeping busy water. with band stuff still from Prague, and are the bands in the states or what? How does that? How's that all work? Just doing the internet thing, basically. So for a few years, I was doing abnormality from here and flying back and forth and like making it work somehow. But like, it was hard. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. brutal. And that's like international. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> it really i mean i can't imagine how much money you would have i mean granted you see your, your family lives still in massachusetts right right so i would like combine like visiting my family with going on tour like i would come like a month beforehand and like also i get some practices in that way right. so like yeah we, we like prior to doing that tour with suffocation and soulfly like i flew like in like a month before and then the same, like later in that same year, like 2016 was like a big year of touring for us. And then we, on that same year, we did the tour with Napalm Death and the Black Dahlia murder. Yeah, and I remember so like, that. yeah, that year I spent like a, a lot of time in the U.S. <laughs> and like, yeah, I flew in like a month before each tour. And like that was enough to like get, you know, in the groove with the band and also like get to see all my friends and family. And like usually by the end, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go back to Prague. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? But, but really? now, like, um, yeah, it was like enough. I was like, okay, I saw everyone. I feel good. And now I like I miss my old boyfriend, now husband. What? Yeah. He was a husband in that year. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and there's like you know good and bad about both places. So like I got to enjoy it and then come back here. And like I liked the back and forth. But now like that I haven't been back in so long, I'm so homesick. I'm so yeah, like I'm yeah. missing Boston so much. And like when I watch movies based in Boston, I'm like oh my god, it's like it's that place. Yeah, I yeah. really miss it. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could just go there. The okay. town. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've been watching like some some Mark Wahlberg movies, and like, <laughs> I can't even say like. I like, find myself actually missing like uh, just because we live in California, so it's kind of different from the rest of the country, and like that's yeah. one of the big things that I miss about tour is just like the the like token American stuff, you know, yeah. just like country music mm -hmm. and like Coors Light and Flying J and like all that Flying stuff. Flying J. You know? Do you like, find Malika? Do you find yourself missing Flying J's right now? Because we're missing them really bad. Totally. Like when you. I miss things like Dunkin's. Like that's such a, like a New England thing. Like, yeah, yeah. I hate I hate Dunkin' Donuts. Like for the record, but like I just miss seeing them now. Like, I know. Just, yeah. These, like American icons, you totally. know. Totally. Totally. Like, like I miss just going into like there's we talk about this a lot. There's a there's like this moment that happens on tour all the time, and it's you pull into like a flying J or like some truck stop and it's really late, really, really late. Oh, maybe even morning. So you get greeted as like, Oh, Hey, good morning. When you go in there and there's mm -hmm. like country music playing, you know, and you can smell the, <laughs> the bread from the subway yeah. and you're just like, man, this fucking rules. And dude. You, 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 know, may like, have, I yeah. that. you may have just woken up from a long, from like sleeping in your van being incredibly cramped. So you're like just waking up to all these kids and like people <laughs> start maybe. who are, who are like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed in the flying J, and it's just a very specific <clears throat> feeling. I love that, dude. That's the best. 
I think we don't have those like in New England. I think that's like a West Coast thing, is it? Yeah, but you want no, to, no, no, we're we talking. Have... We're talking about Middle America because where we live yeah, yeah. in Santa Cruz, we're very cut off from like normie, the normie U.S. Like Santa Cruz is an ocean town, and we're separated by San Jose and San Francisco uh, by mountains. So it's very like small mm-hmm. town vibe, and it doesn't even. It kind of feels like the East Coast, like a Salem or something like yeah. that, where yeah. you're, it doesn't really feel like it's a part of the States very much. I don't know how to explain. I have, I have been to Santa Cruz. Yeah. yeah. I have been there a few times. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Did you guys My play here? My husband actually was from Santa Cruz. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Oh, no. It's <laughs> 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 fine. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I've been there. And I, actually, I really like Santa Cruz. I like California a lot. Yeah. San Diego, especially. I had a really good time there, like when we were on yeah. tour. Oh, yeah. Totally. Metal, metal people love San Diego. Really? Totally. It's just the climate is like perfect, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And then Santa Cruz is good, too. It's kind of cold. Like, it's yeah, the weed and cold. the laid back, the laid back attitude. I, I like the, the spirit of the people. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. so like. We're so uptight in Massachusetts. <laughs> I've yeah, never yeah. been there. But yeah. yeah, but Californians. I think I vibe. Californians are sort of rude. <laughs> that was my biggest thing in dealing Calif- like. Are they? Mo- oh, oh my God. And in, in moving from the Midwest where everyone is super friendly to California mm-hmm. where people don't. There are just like small interactions that happen on an almost daily basis where people don't say excuse me here as much or thank you if you hold a door open for them. It's almost like it's not to their fault, but it's just a part of the culture that doesn't exist Mm -hmm. as much as it would in Mm -hmm. the Midwest or the South. So to me, they're kind of rude, but to them, I think that it's just like a normal well, to her, they're probably like really nice. Yeah, but I mean. you're from the East Coast, so you might you probably <laughs> yeah. think Californians are like really friendly people. Yeah, yeah, like we pride ourselves on being assholes, or we call ourselves massholes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, no, it's like the way we show someone that we like them is by being an asshole to them, being a dick, like making fun of them. It's like it's the most oh, yeah, fucked yeah. up thing, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, are your parents from Massachusetts as well? Um, well, no. So, yeah, like, I'm from an international family and, like, mixed culture, mixed race. So, my father is, like, an immigrant from India. And my mother, though, she is from the New England area. Like, her family is, like, she's of British descent, like, from she can trace it back to the Mayflower and like, and not to sound like totally. Of course, all moms do that. Actually, All moms love tracing their heritage. My mom loves doing it. Naveen's mom. That's what Cheney was thinking for. She's like, oh, for Christmas, we could get like a, uh, a D- an a ancestry. And I was like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't care at all. And like, yeah. no, it doesn't matter to me. Let's my start. mom got me one and it's still s- sitting in my closet. Sorry, mom, but it's sitting in my closet and I haven't used it yet. But, uh, what part of India is, is your dad from? He's from Tamil Nadu, which is the southeast, okay. like outside of Chennai, which is, used to be known as Madras. Yeah, all right. Nice. Um, so, yeah, he's like, you know, first generation, you call it. Like he, he came... Uh, during college, he met my mom while they were both in university, and they were studying in Montreal, though. So they met in Canada, oh, wow. and okay. my brother, my older brother was born in Canada, and then they moved to the U.S. after they got married. So 
crazy. Yeah, I have like <clears throat> all of my dad's family is in India still, and I've been to visit a few times, but like, yeah, oh, have you? all his side of the family is in India still, and yeah. My mom's family is all in the New England area, mostly New Hampshire. And I've lived in New Hampshire for a couple of years oh, when wow. I was younger. But okay. most of my life was Massachusetts. Nice. That's uh, So what is your dad's native language? It's Tamil. So Tom, Tamil. It's good that you asked because right. like, some people just assume that it's Indian language, but it's actually, there's hundreds of languages yeah, in India, yeah. well, like yeah, thousands I, even. Yeah. See, it's I've, crazy. I've learned this because Naveen's parents were devotees, Hare Krishna devotees. And his dad, Oh, really? yeah, yeah his yeah, dad knows yeah. Hindi. And I was talking to an Indian friend and I mentioned that Naveen's dad mm-hmm. knows Hindi. And he explained to me like, that's just the popular language in India. There are hundreds of languages mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everyone kind of assumes because of Bollywood that Hindi is the language that everyone speaks, but it's just not true. Well, it is the official national mm-hmm. language and English. Well, or it's like Hindi is the national language, but some people refuse to speak it because they don't want it imposed on them. So mm-hmm. like they prefer English. Mm-hmm rather than being forced to learn Hindi. It's kind of interesting. Okay. So like most, most Indians speak English really well. And also because Britain occupied them for so long too. Right. right. Um, but yeah, so like the, I guess the common language is English, just like around the world, like the common language, most pe- people will speak as a second language is English. Totally. So, so it's do, the same in India. So do yeah. you, did you grow up with like those values? Have you read the Bhagavad Gita and, gone down that uh path at all or did your is your dad I I am yeah my dad is a Hindu and um he's not a Hare Krishna he's a Hindu like Hare like the Krishnas is like a part of Hinduism like as a whole it's like they're focused on that yeah yep you know Krishna the one god the one Um, yeah but there are hundreds of gods. Yeah, <laughs> so, totally. Yeah, but my father's a, a Hindu and my stepmother, uh, my father and my mother divorced a long time ago and my stepmother is from India also. So okay. like she's very devout Hindu, like practicing. Do so you know which, uh, which tradition that they are in? Or are they not in one? Um, I don't know specifically like beyond just like hinduism as a whole but like she's she does the pujas and the the rituals and everything okay awesome you know recognizing the holidays but um i don't call myself a hindu but i really respect it as like a spirituality and i like i admire the stories because there's a lot to learn inside of them i think there's a lot of wisdom in those stories I, i take it more as like not to be taken literally, but more as like, you know, lessons you can learn. Definitely. From right. Stories. Definitely. Yeah. That's, that's what and I then, like about it as well. it's like, because Naveen has been really into reading the Bhagavad Gita and it's like for Prabhupada's descendants, they take it all very literally. And yeah. for me, mm-hmm. I like, if you read through it, there are things in there that could almost act as like daily inspiration. Yeah. Oh, yeah. totally. Same, and, and there's, yeah. And that's, to me, what I enjoy about it more so than being like a devout person of any religion. I just, mm-hmm. those things are important to read. It's important to think about a lot of the, the things that it brings up. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's so many books like, and it's just how, however like uh, deep and like mind blowing you want to go, it's there. You know, that's what I like, love about 
the yeah. whole the Vedic culture and, like, is just like references to like nuclear weapons in the Bhagavad Gita. You probably have heard oh, about yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, more so. My in dad the... loves to talk about this. Your your <laughs> dad your dad loves to talk about this. Your dad and Naveen's dad <laughs> yeah. would probably get along so well because yeah. Naveen's dad is just oh like gosh. so well versed in the philosophy that it's like, dude, yeah. he knows everything. Yeah. It's He's crazy. Not, he, they're, yeah. they're not like my parents aren't a part of the Hare Krishna thing anymore. But I mean, obviously, it's mm-hmm. like that's how they met and everything. That's that's why I have an Indian name. You know, Naveen is an Indian name. So. I was going to ask you that because you know what? My brother's name is Naveen. There you go. <laughs> really? There you go. So, like, there you go. Is it spelled? Yeah. And I was like. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's spelled N-A-V-I-N. Oh, but, right. you know, it's like you can spell things differently because like the in, in the Indian languages, they're written with different characters. So like yeah, when you yeah. translate it to English, <laughs> like you can do it however it sounds right, you know. Like, Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. so is, um, was, is Malika... Indian and I was like, you don't look Indian, but yeah, no. what's, what's yeah. up no, with no. that? What's up with that, you white kid with an Indian name? <laughs> yeah, no, I got the cool I got the cool name. So and then is Malika a Sanskrit name? Um it's it's Hindi actually. Oh, okay. Um so it, it means jasmine, the flower. Oh, okay. Um, and it, but my dad, like, what he did was like he made a list of Indian names, and like my mom picked which ones she liked to name all of us. And like, uh, Malika was a girl in my dad's village that he had a crush on when he was growing up. <laughs> so, like, that's why he put it on the list, which is like kind of hilarious, actually. <laughs> but the, Malika is like a pretty common name. In India, it's like probably like Susan in the U.S. It's like yeah, yeah. It's oh, wow. really common. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that Naveen's yeah. pretty common too. Yeah, Naveen. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So, which Naveen I think means new. I believe you know yep. that. There you go. Yeah, I'm sure. There you go. Yeah. Well, you got the brother. Yeah. The, the name. So I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm only telling you what you're mind blown. Which I'm sure you know. Yeah. <laughs> mind blown. Mind blown. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that stuff's really incredible and like with the nuclear weapons and stuff like i don't know if you've heard of like the bhagavatam uh the the, the bhagavat purana some people call it but that's where like all the really um, far out there stuff is is hanging out like with the i love hearing about those stuff though yeah like find you know archaeological digs and like you know finding traces of new radiation and parts of like old ruins in india and stuff like yeah, yeah you know you can really wonder like if I don't know, civilization man. has risen and fallen and maybe multiple times over because the planet is so old and yeah. you know right. known history is so short so like who knows i know, know? and it's like it sounds but, yeah. so crazy and stuff but it's like i don't know i mean could be you know it could, could be. be and i like yeah. i like reading it and listen taking a lot from it and everything it's like definitely changed my life a lot you know, like reading about all that stuff for sure i think about it all the time that's so cool yeah it's crazy oh that's awesome so yeah. would like are you like a religious person or more like spiritual like um, I don't really know. I don't really know. I don't really know so you what call I don't yourself a Hare Krishna or anything. Uh I wouldn't really call myself a Hare Krishna. I mean I I I read I've read their Bhagavad Gita a bunch and then I've read like I'm also into like the Advaita Vedanta side of things which is like the non-dual uh it's um, I don't really know how to explain it, but yeah, it's like, it's more of just like a singular God that kind of exists within everything. It's not like, there's not a God mm-hmm. and then, uh, the Jiva, which is like the soul, you know, the individual person like that in their philosophy, mm-hmm. it's just, everything is just one 
plane of existence. It's almost like when people uh, reference the universe, like universal yeah, conscious yeah. consciousness. It's exactly. That. Mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is actually funny that I, I'm I into both of those. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny that I'm into both of those things because mm-hmm. the Hare Krishnas are like vehemently against that thing. So it's like yeah. kind of just how. I'm suspicious of, I'm suspicious of any religions that's like only this and don't look over there. Exactly. Yeah. What I like yeah. about Hinduism is like they, Hinduism embraces everything and yeah. like any time, like what I've heard is like over the course of history when like a new God was introduced, they're like, sure, your God can join our party and yeah. like that yeah. God is like part of Hinduism now. Like yeah. I really like that about Hinduism. They're not restrictive in any way and like. Yeah. Like my mom, so like on the other side of things, my mom is born again Christian and like uh-huh. we were raised without religion. And then at some point my mom turned to born again Christianity, like as a way out, like as a way to like fix her life or whatever. And like, she was super extreme and like that didn't vibe well with me, like as a kid and afterwards and like just how restrictive it was. And like, mm-hmm. I went to like a Christian's like private school and everything. Oh, <laughs> and wow. I was like, I saw some, pre- some really crazy stuff, like speaking in tongues and, and things like that. <laughs> and people that claim to see angels, like serious yeah. stuff, which yeah, kind of like changed my view on the world and religion and everything. Whereas I prefer to be more relaxed about things. Yeah, and like, absolutely. I I prefer to be around people who are more open-minded than people that are very restricted in their thinking, yeah, yeah. like this, or you're going to hell. Like, yeah, like okay. You know that <laughs> you know, was because you know I, mean? I my parents weren't super Christian, if Christian at all, if religious at all. But my grandmother is, so I went to church with my grandmother mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and I was being confirmed when I was like 13, 14 and getting super into metal and really, you know, along with listening to metal, I became super open-minded to the world and they really didn't like the metal aspect. So being confirmed and seeing that part of Christianity, like the super extreme is what turned me completely against it as well. And going Mm -hmm. back, I I went to church with my grandma when I was in my maybe mid twenties and they pulled all mm-hmm. of the children down from and and had them come to the center uh, and to speak with the pastor during a service. And the things that they were saying to the kids just did not vibe with me. Like they were literally telling the mm-hmm. kids that if they didn't act a certain way, that Satan would be a part of their their lives and and that they would be, you know, and that that's sinning. And I just think that it's really unhealthy to tell kids Mm -hmm. who are super impressionable of that age uh, that bad Uh horrible things are going to happen to them if they don't act the right way it's just not something I would ever put my child through it was really like uh, and I think that's when I was really like whoa this isn't something that sits well with me yeah yeah, I'm the same way. And not to tell other people like what they should or shouldn't believe, but I just really believe that nobody should push their religion on other people. And yeah, like, for sure. you know, yeah, but more open-minded like, people are the better. I, I, mean, yeah, I, I, I get it, but on the, so on the flip side of the coin, like just to throw this out there, it's like if, if yeah, yeah. that, like for instance, the Hare Krishna movement, like they, you know, they were super aggressive in preaching and getting all mm-hmm. this stuff out there. And like, if it wasn't for that, then a huge amount of people in America uh-huh. like would have, they would know absolutely nothing about Vedic culture at all because uh-huh, uh-huh, you got to uh-huh. figure a lot of people, maybe they got a, you know, a Bhagavad Gita on the street or whatever. 
read that. And then from there, they moved into all these other different territories within the whole Vedic mm-hmm. system. And like, so I don't really know how to look at it because for instance, like I, like I, mm. I was telling you, I'm into that, like Dwayta Vedanta, it's like a different uh, approach. And, and they've been here in the States for since the 1800s, you know, but no one's ever heard of it because mm-hmm, they don't, mm-hmm. they don't preach. That is know? true. Like their whole thing is that they mm-hmm. don't preach. They mm-hmm. don't do any of that type of stuff. They just, they have like one, um, there's only, there's only one teaching. It's just that like everything mm-hmm. is this one eternal aspect and, ev- and nothing else is the, the, like this world is impermanent. There is a real, um, there is like a permanent existence that's beyond this world. And this is sort of like an, a reflection of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's kind of like it. where quantum physics is like heading to. <laughs> right. And it, yeah, and it, and it know, is, totally. it is yeah. in line with a lot of scientific thought, like, you know, the holographic principle mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I, like, I was super into that, right. For a number of months. And, but then mm-hmm. at, like after a while, you're kind of like, okay, like, what do I do with this? You know, it's like, it's great. Mm-hmm. And I, I get it, I guess, to an extent, but that's mm-hmm. why with the other religions that are sort of more strict, I guess you could say, like they offer a day-to-day th- like practice, right? Yeah. You know, it's and, you do this, you wake up at this time. Yeah, yeah. You, you... Like in Sanskrit, it's called sadhana. It's like what you do d- during the day. And so I think mm-hmm. it's helpful in that way, but obviously it goes, it can go too far, like what you were saying, mm-hmm. and, and sort of... Um, take over people's lives and cause closed mindedness. And not only that, but you know, when people start uh, feeling superior, that's, that's a problem. I yeah. Think, obviously. Right. And like, it can be religious people or atheists too. I think it's like the superiority oh, complex exactly. in, it, uh, that's, of humanity. <laughs> it's totally true. I feel like a lot of people who preach atheism don't acknowledge that fact that it can be just as preachy as any I know, religion. I know. And um, it can be just as, uh, mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. bad for people as any religion. Exactly. It's and it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, like we, we don't yeah. know for sure what's going on. It, like in what meets the eye, you know, we're trying to, with our human senses, we're trying to make sense of the whole universe, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that hasn't gone very far, in my opinion. It's like, we know some stuff from what we can tell, but we don't know if it's atheism. We don't know if it's the other way. So it's like, thinking that you're the topmost, like, smartest, that's the whole thing. I, I get how that's a problem, you know? And that's what's kind of cool mm-hmm. about the Vedic stuff, is it's like, yeah, it's uh, it's in there. You should look to something higher than just um examining and trying to figure it out on your own you know like the the scriptures and stuff mm-hmm. the texts you know like so mm-hmm. that's why that's why i'm into reading it because just, just because it gives me that different perspective yeah and that's anyway. getting a new perspective <laughs> is like really a great way to grow and learn things and learn wisdom absolutely do you feel yeah. well speaking of new perspectives do you do you feel like <laughs> do you feel like motherhood has like how has it changed you in those ways do you feel like a different so like, person first like i've just like had like my mind blown of, with new perspectives like just first moving to czech republic yeah. and like completely different language completely different culture yeah so like just being like a total immigrant and like being really bad with the language and like having to go through that whole struggle 
it's given me a lot of perspective in life. And like, you know, America is really welcoming towards foreigners in general, besides certain groups of people. Yeah. But like, it's not really that way here. Like they, they kind of like anti-foreigner vibes here, which oh, can wow. be really hard sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think like, that's a thing that a lot like of people don't, like, yeah, they kind of take for granted, you know, like here, of course you're like you said there's some people who aren't all, all about it but mm-hmm. as a whole it's like a- everyone is pretty different here you know and and being from another country isn't that weird you know whereas with these smaller european yeah, countries it's yeah. like it's not like that at all you know people don't people don't immigrate yeah, it's there. very homo- homogenous yeah. here very homogenous very like white like czech people like mainly czech people here and they're very suspicious of foreigners and like they're happy to meet you is like when they think you're a tourist and then when you say that you're staying here long term then they get really cold Wow. And like, to be fair, (laughs) to be fair, like I, like I had like some crazy experiences, like with a doctor who was like a eugenicist, like crazy doctor. Yeah. But I won't get into that. No, let's get into (laughs) that. Yeah. Let's get into it. What happened? Let's get into that. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, (laughs) okay, let me just finish my point first. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just like, you know, I'm American, like, okay. Like, with this whole perspective thing, what I've really come to realize is that I'm like completely American. Yeah, like yeah. it's just like in me, the culture, and like you can't separate yourself from it. You can leave the country, but you can't take the America yeah, out of you. Yeah. you totally, know? Like, totally. When you grow up there, it's just like becomes you. But like growing up in America, like I always felt like like I didn't fit in. Like and like being half Indian and having this weird, crazy name, Sundar Murthy. Like it, you know, I always felt like I'd never really fit in, and like. But now I realize that I am completely American and American can mean like a lot of different things, you know, and like, you know, when I was younger, you know, I thought that way, but as I grew up and went to college and, you know, met a lot of different interesting people, I realized that, you know, it's like American is like a global culture, you know, like we've absorbed like all these people from all the different places, but like, totally. Um, there is just something that like the spirit of America that exists in all of us. Well, it's one of the countries where you could, you can move here. And then once you move here, you're American. You're right. And it's like, yeah, like you're not being there. You become it. Like, exactly. Where it's like, if I move to like Japan or whatever, it's like, I'm not going to be Japanese. You know, I'm not, never be Japanese. Even if you, even if you move there when you're 20 and you live there until you die, when you're a hundred, you're never going to be Japanese or, or recognized as as that right right whereas here it's like yeah. once you're an american citizen you're american that's it yeah i love that about it like it's something i really respect about america is like you know in general besides the awful current president and yeah. things like that but like we we generally welcome immigrants with open arms yeah. and like totally. um it's almost like we we look upon those people as they're amazing like we all yeah. celebrate our past, our heritage. It's yeah. celebrated. Celebrating diversity all, and everybody's yeah. bringing something to the table. And that's part of what makes America great. And yeah. like, I think it's like a melding of minds and like, you know, cultures. And like, it, it really brings the best of a lot of things together. And like, it also creates something new. And this is something I realized living here in an old culture, like in a, yeah. a, a country <clears throat> with a lot of history is like America is a place of like, new ideas and open-mindedness and like here is like we do things because it's always been done that way and like not very open to new ideas like having worked in a 
in a few jobs here, I've so, realized that I was like, why do we do this? And they're like, oh, we do this because we've always done it this way. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, okay. And like traveling <laughs> around, like traveling around Europe, I, you start to get that perspective for sure. Like totally. I've talked yeah. to, um, I was talking to a, a guy that I know. He's like a, a really, he's actually a pretty popular like uh, music producer. Rezo, his name is. Anyway, okay. he's from the UK. And he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's so many like, um, what was I going to say? Oh, there's so many producers. Cause I was like, what? There, there's so many mm-hmm. producers from UK, you know? And he's like, yeah. Cause like to have a band, you have to get all these like permits and licenses and jump through all these hoops and everything. Really? So it's like, that's why everybody's just a producer. Cause it's easier, you know? And that's mm-hmm. why there's so much electronic music from there. And it's like, that's something that you do notice like traveling through uh, Europe is that hmm. it's, it's a lot easier here to, start up a band or like a business and just like get going with it well, you know? well also here if, if you become a, a notable figure mm-hmm. in a in our society then you're kind of known mm-hmm. around the world it yeah. does not work in the opposite mm-hmm. way it's very hard for exactly. bands from anywhere else to break through in america and That's if so they true. do break through on tours in america they it's completely celebrated and it's like a big deal mm-hmm. to them whereas mm-hmm. to us it's like mm-hmm. Going to Europe is awesome, but I don't think any of us would view it as like breaking through in any specific country. It, it's just a different, yeah. it's a different thing. And there are things that we take for granted, uh, totally. you mm-hmm. know, uh, before knowing mm-hmm. all of these things. Yeah, and obviously it's like, I get the complaints and all, uh, yeah. like, I, I get that for sure. But for me personally, like I've gone, traveled a bit and everything. And I'm just kind of like, well, you know, on the flip side, it's pretty great. It's pretty good. You know, there's a lot of good here. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and like you're saying, I moving the away. Travel, the more you appreciate your home, right? Like the more you appreciate what's good back totally. home. Yeah. All right. So let's hear about this eugenics doctor. Yeah, tell us doctor. about the doctor. <laughs> back to the doctor. <laughs> okay, but, but one more point is like, I think. She's really, she's really avoiding this question. I'm <laughs> avoiding before I say how awful this doctor was, I'm going to say, like, I'm trying to be understanding here. Yeah. So, like, Czech Republic is a really small country. You know, it's like, you know, five U.S. states put together yeah. or something yeah. less, like four. What's <laughs> the population? California. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I would imagine. Was it, was it, wasn't this on your exam? Wasn't this on your exam when you had to take an okay, exam? Okay, hold on. Let's, let's take guesses here and I'm going to look it up. I'm guessing, I've, my guess is okay, five million. Thank you. Five million. Five million, yeah. I'm guessing, well, 300,000. No, Cheney, come on, dude. In the whole <laughs> fucking country? I have no idea to me. I'm not talking about Prague. <laughs> what do you think, Malika? Yeah, what what's you your guess? I honestly have no idea. I'm going to sound stupid. That's like, why I'm I... really bad at statistics. Take a I'm guess. Really bad Take a stuff. guess. We're no all idea. bad at it. What? <laughs> In the whole country? The whole yeah. country. Uh-huh. Czech Republic. Oh, I don't know. How many people are in the U.S.? Like, I don't even a know. A lot. Ten point six five million in yeah. in Czech Czech in, in Czech Republic. Yeah. yeah. How do you say it? Czechia. Okay. Czechia. Oh, they changed. Okay, get this. They changed the name of the country like recently. Like, what? who does that? Who does that? I don't, I don't think you're allowed to do that after like 1855. I'm, I'm, I'm refusing. I'm calling it Czech Republic still. All right. Hey, let me give like, you guys. Czechia, it sounds weird. But, but what's it called now? Let me give you some perspective. I'm pretty sure New York um, City, you've got 7 million people. Yeah. 
Yeah, Seven. you have almost the con- the population yeah. of this whole country. I was going to wow. say, I'm like, I feel like New York has like equivalent population. Yeah, that's like, why. Oh, that's wow. that's kind of why that. I guess five million because I was just like, well, it's probably most European countries have less than New York, the city. That's true. And uh, America is three fifty yeah, mil. It, by the way, three fifty mil compared to okay. che- to what's it now called? Ten million. Czechia. Czechia? CH is is like huh, like uh, a I'm Spanish never culta. I'm never going to call it that. <laughs> and wait, before that <laughs> it was never going to be that. Uh, ch- it was Czechoslovakia, right? Before it, that? Well, yeah, that's when Slovakia and Czech Republic were together okay. and during yeah. the communist era. So then after that communist era, Czech Czech Republic and Slovakia like they were like this and then they split into two separate countries. Okay. okay. Got it. Got it. So Slovakia is still Slovakia. They haven't changed their name, but yeah, now we're Czechia. And you want to know the reason why? Yes. Let's yes. Hear it. <laughs> is it because of Donald uh, Trump? Because, no, no. Like I want to hear like a guess. Like okay, I'll make a guess up. You have um, no idea. I think maybe they didn't want the word. They didn't want the English word "republic" in there. I'm thinking because they. Well, I'm gonna guess along the same lines because they thought it sounded more English. Yeah, they wanted something that was a little more down home. Yeah. A little more uh, cabbage, shredded cabbage type stuff. (laughs) No, it's because the country name was too long to fit on the sports jerseys. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. That's the worst reason ever. Soccer. Oh, my God. Soccer soccer means too much to these European people. They take soccer way too seriously. They love it. Yeah, but, uh, so yeah. it's creepy. Yeah, Czechia, that's where I live now. All I right. like to say Prague because like everyone knows Prague, but no one yeah. knows Czechia. Well, but don't they call Actually, it I, don't they call when it I moved Prague? Here, my mom was like, Malika, you're moving to a war zone, like be safe. I'm like, no, I'm not moving to Czechia. <laughs> that is Czech such Republic. that is such a mom thing to say. My mom, but anytime no. she sees me traveling anywhere, like to Mexico City, she <laughs> wanted me she was like, be really careful because there are a lot of cartels in Mexico City, and I'm like, Mom. Uh, no. Yeah, mom. exactly. My mom hasn't traveled a ton, so you know, her opinions come from CNN most of the time. Yeah. But now Czechia sounds more like Chechnya, which is bad, but that's That okay. is true, it does. What year did they change the name in? It was last year, yeah, oh or like God. early this year. No, I think it was 2019 though. I just feel like that name yeah, okay, is never yeah. going to catch on. It is like official now, though, but they're still accepting Czech Republic like in the mail system. So I'm still writing it as my return address. <laughs> that is insane. Um, God, I was just going to ask you something. Well, let's circle back to the doctor situation. Naveen's about to come back. I want to know what happened. Should I wait for Naveen to come back? Okay. Here he is. Bathroom break. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, she doesn't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> no, okay, I'll get I'll, I'll get into that. All I was right. just trying to, you know, give the Czech... Okay, so to give the Czech people credit, like, I didn't even finish that point, is that they they live in a small country, right? Like, a small landmass, which has been taken over, like, a couple of times, like, versus the Austro-Hungarian Empire, mm-hmm. and it was, like, Prague was, like, the capital of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, and they were first forced to learn German, 
Oh, wow. And then, like, the Nazis took over here. So, like, they've had culture and language forced on them. So, like, that's why they have, like, this fear of other cultures and languages, I feel like. Yeah, and, understandable. Like, they're such a small country, and they don't have a big military. So, like, if there's ever, like, a World War Three, like, they're just going to, like, you know, get taken over, like, yeah, quick. Trapped. You know? Right. So, like, to be fair to them, like, you know, they've been through a lot, and, like, that's why they have this fear of foreigners. They're just trying to, like, protect their culture and language and this is the only place in the world where Czech language is spoken so wow that makes sense they should yeah, do what so. uh <laughs> switzerland does dude have the militia switzerland has a militia yeah like every uh <laughs> every household is like part of the militia what does that mean like you have a gun and you're like good to go like if something like that goes down like world war three i'm kind of like giving you a really broad overview but that's what it is yeah oh wow Every household's like the trained US to. The colonies had that too. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, and they weren't <laughs> part of World War II for that reason, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, also because of the mountains, that's why Switzerland has been able to remain neutral, like over the course of history, like because it's really it. hard for an army to invade there, so they can stay out of it. They have the luxury. There you go. At least that's what I heard. Yeah. I'm no historian here, <clears throat> but. Yeah. yeah, me neither. I'm just totally talking well, shit. Well, that's, that's what people would do. They would escape. O they would try to escape over the mountain range into Switzerland. And if they made mm -hmm. it, then they would make mm -hmm. it to freedom, essentially. Yeah. Sound of music, yeah. anyone? Sound of music? Yes. <laughs> I thought that's what you were <laughs> referencing there. I just rewatched okay. that the other day. All right. Uh, back to the doctor. Oh, my God. I love it. I'm going to rewatch that. Such I a good to. movie. Oh, it looks like you got a lot Childhood of DVDs favorite. there. Is that, are those DVDs? What, what's we, what do we got? Oh, there? no. These are CDs. Oh, oh. my God. These were old school. The last living <laughs> CD collection on Earth. <laughs> the perspective <laughs> is all like askew. Doesn't they look? They look huge. Yeah, they look like DVDs for sure. They oh, look honestly no. too big to be DVDs. No, they're they're CDs. That's pretty sick. They're I wish still. that I would have kept all. Whoa. All right, that's yeah. pretty legit. Do that's you guys sick. do you guys still collect CDs? We do. That's and like I feel so old when I say that. Like, but okay, like death metal people and brutal death metal people, we're like so like stuck in the past. <laughs> and like we're kind of like okay with that like we're just like yes the classic era of music but i we also we also have vinyl and tapes nice. we have vinyl yeah too. naveen and i've gotten really into collecting vinyl in the last year or so so we're yeah. like getting all of the the classics first but it's yeah, a fun hobby i yeah. love doing it I still have like CDs that I had in high school, like, and that's cool. Sometimes, like, when I'm feeling them. nostalgic, I'm like, I'm gonna put on like Deftones or like something. That, that sort of <laughs> breaks my heart because I got, we both got rid of the CDs that we had in high school. So, yeah, no, uh, I saw the Spotify thing coming and I was like, dude, these aren't gonna be worth anything. I'm gonna sell them right now. Yeah. And I've, I sold all, like, literally the whole thing. That's it, all of them. Oh, smart, smart. I mean, it like, was kind of smart. Nice I mean, not really. It's kind of nice to keep it as like a memory, like a scrapbook. Maybe like they'll be worth something. Totally. Like Discogs, like actually there are certain CDs that 
could be worth like a hundred or multiple hundreds of dollars. <clears throat> Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Like especially like for like brutal death metal collectors, like we have some rare releases here that are worth something. What do you got? Yeah, what so do you know? know. <laughs> like uh Pyrexia C D like first edition, like some obscure <laughs> things here. Yeah, what do you got? What's the first edition? People that listen yeah, to this like, wanna know. What's up? What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> well that's like well most of the like really like obscure ones are like my husband's and he would have to tell you but like i know that that pyrexy one is like rare and um uh, what else like i mean i have like some some crazy old demos too but i don't really know if they're wor- worth anything yeah. but like from from like i have like revocations first demo for oh, instance yeah. like things like that like we kept yeah. like everything um i used to have like a burzum first press like from norway but like i let my ex-husband have that and now i'm kind yeah. of regretting it. oh no you <laughs> lost you... that in the divorce that kind of like a nazi though like they get <laughs> barg is kind of like a nazi so maybe i'm better off without yeah. <laughs> did you see that stupid movie about Burzum or whatever on like it was on it Apple. wasn't about um, yes. it... actually it was good it was oh it you wasn't liked it? stupid i thought it was so dumb i was like this is fucking lame dude <laughs> She's I'm talking. signaling to my husband if, if the ladies, if I'm being quiet enough. <laughs> oh, all right. Are you being quiet yeah, enough? she's sleeping. Yeah, all right. I think Good. it's okay. Good. Yeah, he'll tell me if I'm being too loud. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so, um, what other eating. ones? Like, oh, I, I gave my husband, like, a first pressing death CD that's, like, worth What? Damn. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. That's legit. So, yeah. That's legit. That's really yeah. nice of you to do. History to of death metal, you know. All right, so, so yeah, we well, were, let's get back. We're not going to get to the let's doctor. Let's get back thing. into the doctor happen. because I want to okay. ask you about. You I want to get into doctor. brutal death metal, but first, I want to. I want to talk about the this doctor off and then move yeah, on. Yeah, and I can like show you some vinyl collection. Hell too, yeah! Like, I'm really into vinyl too, but hell yeah, yeah. my collection's not as big as yours. I think. I don't know if we no, have. I bet we don't yours have is bigger. A collection. I mean, we've only been working on it. We probably we probably only have like seventy five. We do have this Virgin Suicides box set dude. hell yeah we also have that I, I heard you mention it on like a previous podcast yes oh you yeah. listened to the That's podcast so cool. i did like honestly just recently before oh, wow. you invite like after you invited me i was like i better check out what this is so yeah. i know what i'm I always to. i <laughs> always do that too i'm Thank like you. okay now what have i done <laughs> <laughs> gotta go check it out like yes okay now what did i just say <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's like i don't know do they suck <laughs> i have to go check it out well, no, i you. heard of it like from you like from following you but like i just like i don't know i n- didn't have time to check it out like having a baby and everything so, oh yeah like, but i'm really glad i did and I'm that makes sense like, that makes sense I, or yeah. you could have her listen to it and just raise her on our podcast <laughs> she, she'll know the history of death metal through it yeah yes. she'll learn some words some, yeah. some california isms a lot of fucks <laughs> she'll learn that really quick oh wow so she's gonna be like a czech person yeah is she is she learning I always think about she, that. she is a czech citizen yeah she has i am not so she has uh, a Czech passport, but I do not. Um, so I just recently got permanent residency, which is a big deal. So like, at least like my living here is like solidified now, which mm-hmm. before it wasn't. So like 
that's why I haven't been able to go back home during the COVID because like I can go back home, but I'm not guaranteed to be able to come back. So now I just got permanent residency. So I'm like guaranteed to be able to live here now, which is great. But here you have to live here for 10 years before they'll give you citizenship. So like, prove prove that you're down because, yeah. because in America, if you it marry seems- an American citizen, you automatically get citizenship. Correct? Yeah, that's what I think. But is that true? I don't. Think I don't so. know. Like, I think you get a green card. You get a green card, and then permanent residency, and then citizenship. Like, having my family have immigrants in it. Like, my stepmom uh, and my right. sister married an Indian guy, and like he still has a green card. Like he could get citizenship, but he decided not to. Cause like when you get citizenship, you have to revoke your other citizenship. Mm. Oh. So like he didn't want to like get rid of his Indian citizenship, which is like fine. But when you have like a green, when you have permanent residence, that's like just as good as citizenship. Basically the only thing that you can't do is like vote or like, you know, there's mm. like a couple of things, but like permanent residency is like good. <clears throat> like you're good when you have that. Well, so okay, if you're back to the Czech doctor, really, really quick before the Czech doctor. So if you have permanent residency in the Czech Republic, are you still uh, able? Do you vote as an American citizen? So like a lot of people are like confused. They're like, are you Czech? Like, are you not American anymore? I'm like, I'm American. I'm just living here. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I, I am voting like in the elections. Like, I don't here. know like, if I word. could. I don't think I could give up being American. I know. I'm not trying to. I'm not about that. I bet it would be much different if I had a child and I was like married to someone from a different country, but it would be, you don't have to, like, you don't have to get, I don't have to, like, I can be American and like, I don't have to become a citizen here unless I want to. Gotcha. So like each country has its own rules. So maybe here they won't make me give up American to become, maybe be dual citizen. Right. You can have multiple citizenships. And my daughter has multiple citizenships because of her birth situation. She doesn't. So like, she doesn't know how. She won't know how lucky she is to have that for a long time. But she's definitely yeah, lucky to be she's a dual good. citizen. Like she can live at like a lot of places if she wants to. So like because I'm American, she's automatically got American citizenship. Mm-hmm. And like I got her a passport already and everything, so that I can take oh, her wow. back home. That's she okay. got a check check citizenship automatically, and That's she can amazing. get Russian Russian citizenship through my husband. My husband's a Russian citizen. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, wow. So she, we just haven't applied for it yet, but she can get it through him. And because my father is Indian or was Indian, he had to like give up his citizenship. But um, because of my father being from india she can also get an oci card to india like Whoa. this kid is hooked oh, up yeah. Yeah. so wait so a minute i'm india, wondering Russia, america or Czech Republic, and, and she's death metal it's like what Holy now crap. now i'm wondering if uh yeah. your husband can get something going over here in america since um yeah you're american yeah you see what i'm saying yeah, yeah. see what i'm saying yeah like we could we talk about it sometimes like hey like maybe if things aren't so good here with the whole covid thing and like if we have to you know shut the bar down god forbid like maybe just go to america and see what happens there you know like yeah i was was gonna ask if you guys ever think about coming over here to get some yes so it was like it was a decision we made because like when we were together we had to decide who was moving where like it was 50 50 like he was willing to go to America and I was willing to go to Czech Republic, but I was like, you know what? I feel like living in Europe. Like I was always interested in Europe and like I was ready for that adventure and that like new chapter. So like I decided like 
to go there, but he was willing to live in America. But now we have like so much here, like the the bars and stuff. We're like, right. We have an, we have a, like a condo here and stuff. So like we're pretty grounded here. But like who knows what the future will be? We could possibly end up in the U.S. in the future. You can't get away from the U.S. You know. I mean, it's in me. Yeah. It's just <laughs> I miss ingrained. I miss home a lot. Honestly. I get it. I get like, it. You don't. You don't realize what you have till it's gone. It's like so cliche, but it's true. And like, I really, I miss like, you can't replace family and you can't replace like good friends, like old it's, friends. It's like, so true. It's just, it's just different. I've learned that moving to California, even though it's much closer than the Czech Republic. But th- when I first moved here, I moved from Des Moines to LA and Naveen was touring full time in Animals as Leaders. So I was a lot of the time staying at home by myself. Or there was like a, oh an eight week period where I was home by myself and I just got so depressed. I've never missed being at home or any of that stuff mm-hmm. as much as I did then. And I didn't think I would because I was in California. <laughs> I was in Los Angeles, yeah. like the coolest place ever, you know, but yeah, lots but, of friendly people. Yeah, lots of super friendly people. <laughs> but, you know, it's just you you don't really it's cliche. It's cliche, but you don't really know what you have until it's gone. And it, it's, so true. it's yeah. a thing that you have to get over when you move away from the place that you're from and away from your family. Luckily, I've lived here for 10 years now. So and Naveen's family is like <clears throat> my family. Yeah, as well. I've never been so lucky mm-hmm. to like get away from my family for that long. So <laughs> looking forward to it one day. <laughs> so you don't know what we're talking about. Yet, yeah, he can't relate. <laughs> I want to be there. I want to be there. Wow, I really miss them, man. It'd be great to see them. <laughs> <laughs> mom i want to move away so i can miss you yeah, like, yeah. I, wanna, so I, can... I want to never see you so that i'll appreciate you they, they don't listen to this so it's all good You're actually right. my mom does our, to it. our moms listen to this yeah. religiously but okay back to the doctor no more interruptions we want to know about it what happened so like uh, when i first moved here like i i needed to find a doctor like i had some like cold or something i needed like antibiotics wasn't it cold I don't even remember now but like um I needed to find a doctor and like I had like this really shitty insurance private insurance because of like not having a job yet and like not being established here like I just signed up for some you know foreigner insurance here which like not many doctors take so like I had to just like go to like I had very few choices so I just found some doctor and like she was just like at first she was friendly she's like oh so like you're gonna be here for a little while like you're you're from where america oh she's like great and then she's like so how long do you plan to be here and i was like forever and she's like got very cold she's like okay Mm. she's like and your husband he's czech and i was like no he's russian she was like okay (laughs) yeah they really don't like russians here oh (laughs) really um because of the whole tanks and wenceslas square thing right yeah and it's like uh, trust me my husband wasn't a part of that okay (laughs) he didn't have anything to do with it so (laughs) i know like that was a long time ago and like uh, so so i was like oh gosh she hates me (laughs) so basically if you move to the czech republic she's like don't tell them like, that you're from somewhere else. Don't don't tell them <laughs> yeah. that or like or that you're you gonna tell stay them there. You're from somewhere else. Like they like Americans in general, but don't tell them that you plan to live in Czech Republic forever because then they feel like you're taking their country away from them. 
It's good it's like, tip. They took our jobs. Like they took <laughs> our country. <laughs> good um, tip. Yeah, I don't see. I'm not that type of person. Like I, I don't really get that because to me, like thinking of it scientifically or whatever, it's like it's just a piece of land. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter at all. Like I'm American or whatever, but that's just made up. You know, so I don't really but get. But I think we think that way because America is so freaking huge. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Vast. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's more than enough land to go around, and like there's just <clears throat> vast areas of land where nobody lives. And yeah. I think that's why we have the luxury of thinking that way and welcoming people. And here, like it's just go. like everything is established, and there's not much to go around. I think that's why they think that way to be fair to them. But maybe, but I still think racist attitudes are shitty, and like yeah. it sucks yeah. to feel yeah. that way. And that's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like for me. In terms of like, yeah. uh, like inherited um, culture or whatever, like for me, like I'm, my dad is like Jewish, you know, by mm-hmm. birth or whatever, and and it's like, mm-hmm. I don't have any connection to that, like whatsoever. Yeah, you know? like I feel more mm-hmm. Indian than than that, and it, but it's like, I'm not born of that line or whatever. But what's the difference? You know, you know what I mean? Like like, race is one thing, like ethnicity is one thing, and then culture is another thing, and like they can go together or not. And it's like you are all exactly. of those things. Yeah. So I mean, like, it's like why make the distinction? I don't know. I don't. I don't really yeah. understand it personally. For me, like for me personally, I don't yeah. have any pride in like what I was born as or whatever because I didn't have any. Like I had no choice in that. You know what I mean? It's just like okay, I showed up here and. I'm the same way. I mean, I'm half Italian. Yeah, I'm not. But I don't. Like, I don't associate with being Italian whatsoever. Yeah, a part of it is because thing. I wasn't raised around yeah, my Italian. Yeah, maybe if family. I was. Uh, that's the thing. Maybe mm-hmm. if I was raised mm-hmm. more in the Jewish culture, I would feel that way. But I just don't at all. Yeah. So. Do you feel half half Indian? Yeah, I do, and it's weird. Like I feel half Indian. I feel half like British American. Like or just like American. I'm like all American, but I do have this Indian part of me, but I don't feel completely one or the other. And it's weird. It's like, but I don't have to be one or the other. Like I can be all of it. Like I've learned over the years, you know? And it's like, but it is a weird feeling like going to India and like not feeling like I fit in there. And like people saying, calling me little white girl. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and then being an American, everyone like thinking I'm weird and Brown. Like what, what, where are you from? What are you? Like, I get that question. What are you? And I'm like, I'm American. I'm a girl. Like what, what is this question? <laughs> what are you like, asking? <laughs> what are you? Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's... being mixed, mixed culture. It's a, it's cool. It's weird. It's like, you fit in like and everywhere and nowhere at the same time and that's okay like you learn to just like accept it like bob marley actually was like half white and half black and like yeah he just like embraced like being that yeah totally so how did you get into like brutal death metal in the first place what drew you into it (laughs) Why are you asking me this question? I have to ask. I thought we talked about this. I know we did. But, you know, for me, it's like because I'm a woman, I got really into metal when I was a kid and I got into it one way. And there are very few of us. Like, even though there have been Mm -hmm. more and more the older that I get, uh, there still are few of us who are into especially the more extreme parts of metal, which Mm -hmm. is really like you are into, I would say, even more brutal metal than I am like abnormality is a very brutal band but I was listening to uh 
how do, Nidoros, am I saying that correctly? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Which is mm-hmm. uh, to me even more brutal than abnormality, like way more mm-hmm. brutal. So what drew you to that as opposed to like, you know, there's mainstream metal and there's super fucking underground metal. How did you just start getting into it when you were a kid? It wasn't just like one thing or the other. It's like a progression, you know, multiple things, like just going to crazy amount of shows, like as a young person, like starting from high school, like just falling in love with music and going to lots of shows. And like the first things I heard was like radio metal, you know, and then like, you know, going deeper and like meeting other, like, you know, meeting people in bands and hearing about more bands and like just diving deep into that. And it was like, you know, I had a friend in high school that was in a death metal band and that's the first time I heard about death metal. And like, you know, I was given a few like mixtapes, you know, <laughs> like, oh. or like CDs, you know, and like, like, okay, this is called deicide. Okay. I, I can, wow. He really hates Jesus. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. that'd be my impression. <laughs> I'm like, okay like you know that's his thing you know you know so like it was just like a slow progression like I wasn't like at first like all about brutal death metal but it was like I liked the screaming thing I liked heavy music it like it vibed well with me like I had a lot of like angst like you know anger as like a teenager and like it just like helped me feel good to listen to angry music and like I listened to a lot of different things like not only metal but like you know like grunge and like you know Alice in Chains Soundgarden yeah. like Rage Against Machine and Death Tones. like I started with that kind of mainstream stuff and then just like just was like what's heavier than this you know just like on this journey like what yeah, is like totally. watching this and like I'm like your guys's generation like actually even older than both of you like so there was no like internet like it was just the very beginnings of the internet you couldn't like find bands that way so like it was just oh, yeah. through meeting people totally you know? right. like yeah. hey check this band out it's so heavy you know like like me and my friends like that's that's how I first heard of bands yeah. and then like, in college there was like a kid in my college that was in a death metal band and like that's so like I heard that and um he told me about this metal forum (laughs) return to the pit oh yeah return to the pit is still kicking now totally so that's how i discovered like even more bands and like the local scene in boston which is actually a super like talent like super rich um metal scene was back in the day like so many shows and so much talent coming out of boston like and like besides of like the hardcore scene and then the metalcore scene and like that there was like a lot of death metal too and so like all of that like live music exposure and like I lived down the street from the Middle East in Cambridge and I I used to just like randomly go to shows like not even knowing what was playing I would just like go there like with my roommate and check music out so we we played there it started animosity played there oh really yeah hell yeah yeah I'm trying to think of who with who uh I don't know do you know the red cord? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we were we were on uh, we were on guys label. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of have a little. What time. years were you were you in the band? What year? What, yeah. What like what years were All you right. Uh, let's see here. Um, it would have been yeah, two thousand one to mm-hmm. uh two thousand eight. 
Yeah, awesome. Like, that's, like, 2001, I was, like, in college and, like, going to live shows a lot. Yeah, yeah. that's uh-huh, cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was back in the day. Right there. Which, yeah. <laughs> what I really wanted to get to is, like, because you, you are a little older than us, and something that we talk about a lot is the way that the internet has changed the way that you mm-hmm. be in a band. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you, like, moved along with that change or that, like, where do you feel like you stand on the internet thing? So, like, I listened to your last podcast, I think, where you really talked about this a lot. And, yeah. like, the last episode. And, oh, like, I, I thought it was yeah. inspiration, like, what you had to say, actually. I was like, yeah, like, you guys get it. <laughs> yeah, I feel, like, a little bit. <laughs> I was kind of, like, you know, with the abnormality days. So, like, I didn't even talk about this oh, yet. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. abnormality split up now recently. Um, but like when abnormality was, you know, very active, like I was the one running the social media, like me alone. <laughs> so oh God. Like I really That's the hardest part to be it. in the band. It's so yeah, hard. Like sense. we, in the early days of Entheos, we were trying to have everyone like have a week where they were the person on the internet. Mm-hmm. And it's like really mm-hmm. hard to get that many people to run the inter- to run things on the internet. And then when it's up to one person, because I would be the most like internet mm-hmm type person in my band it's Mm -hmm. really hard to be that person as well it's like it's a full-time job it's a full-time job yeah Yeah. but there's like so much there was at least i mean even now there's so much opportunity with it like you can reach so many people now that a lot harder to before so like yeah there's like good good a lot of benefits and like some downsides like that you know it's great that your fans can reach you anytime but it's also a downside <laughs> <Your fans> can, <laughs> like, reach you anytime. yeah <laughs> in in that not to, not to be a hater or something in that like I feel like some fans don't really appreciate it because like it used to be like for us as music fans growing up we used to be so psyched to like meet our favorite musicians I know or, like, write them a, write them a letter or something you, you could know? never you could never back in our day hit up someone who you whose music you really enjoyed and just send them a message on a daily basis yeah. like hey pay attention yeah. to me can i get a lesson from you dude no and then I. ask them super no like prying questions like some of the questions that we will get it's like i couldn't do this when i was a kid and i'm glad that i couldn't do it because i, I would have made an ass out of myself when i was 16 like messaging random fucking people Dude, I remember when I was a kid, like, I, w- I was, like, 15, 16. The guitar player of origin, like, worked at Guitar Center. Yeah. And I was oh, like, cool. I'm not fucking, ta- I'm not even going to say anything to that yeah. guy. I don't want to look like an idiot. Dude, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I had to act like I didn't know who he was. Yeah. Like, I was but so I- afraid of looking stupid. Like, I, would, I wouldn't even take the risk. <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? You should have. I thought he would have been cool to you, the fact that you recognized him and everything. No, actually, well, actually. But, we'd but be, when you're a yeah. kid, you don't realize that, like, the guy from Origin isn't in a fucking huge, he's not a huge rock star. Yeah, no, to me it was be like. Down, mm-hmm. Because I would have been like. Like when I saw Freight Train, when I saw Origin with Freight Train, I never would have talked yeah, to him. Dude, hell no. Because no I was like, this guy's a rock yeah. star. He doesn't care what I <laughs> yeah. have to say. Like, I'm yeah. not. I mean, eventually we did become friends and stuff. And like, you know. Uh, okay, good. You like, mustered up the courage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, actually, no. With uh, age actually, comes that's courage. Not, that's not actually what happened. I, it was just like, I was in animosity and we, we became mm. kind of like a bigger 
local yeah, band yeah. and then he like knew who i was so i was like yeah all right what's up dude yeah 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 i mean it, that sounds corny but i i was like horrified of looking stupid straight up me too like but these people these days that know they're not don't concerned care. with that don't. at all not afraid. Not afraid. <laughs> no i don't know maybe that's just me being I like think, too paranoid and what i don't like is like the entitlement i guess like <clears throat> or just like just the message that don't have any effort like hey and that's the whole message yeah like, <laughs> uh, yeah that's uh, like, hi hi uh what and would you like message uh, yeah, yeah no. like <clears throat> no i'm not getting a there, you your name is indian <laughs> like those are the questions what's what's also interesting is that people will assume a lot of things about you and i i will write back to people like i'll say hey what's up but then if people they'll just start assuming things and i don't it, it's just like okay so if naveen or if i post about something someone will just read into that to like the nth degree and it's like they assume oh, yeah, they, they yeah. assume things about your personality or about who you are or what you're learning and they like state it and that is always really weird to me it's like state it? it's like mean? they'll state it uh, for instance how? okay like they make up a story about you in their mind and then they Ex tell you about it exactly oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like precisely yeah. yeah and it's yeah. like i am not any of these things that you just said to me but it's cool that you inferred that off of like my one post that i made <laughs> off of yeah that's the thing that's just how it is though you know it's just like okay cool that's what you got out of it that Sorry, is that's okay yeah. so like i don't I, I hope we're not like you know making people hate us by we're this time. But like to, to our we're friends, not. we're not. In we're the not. last like, in the last episode, we straight up were like just talking. In the last episode, the we talk. talked about how we couldn't be reactors on YouTube because we are haters. I know. <laughs> so it's like, and that's like our most that. viewed episode. So it's good. <laughs> we're good to go. Yeah, I think we're okay. Wait. You know what? I think people like haters. They like vicious honesty. Like they like ruthless. Also, honesty. like myself included, and I'm sure everybody agrees. Like when people are letting the hate, you're like, "Well, it's not about me." You know, they're not talking about me. Yeah, I never. They're think talking about talking like people about who suck. Other people. You I know? also, so most, I most also, everyone thinks that. Yeah, I know? also like hearing about that because it's like, oh, there's like a reality to this whole thing. It's not all butterflies and rainbows. Like yeah, everyone's not yeah. not a hater. Also, we listen mm -hmm. to death metal. I don't know if any if people out there know, but most people who listen to death metal are we're there's kind some of hate. haters. There's some like hate we, in your heart we, we hate on metal. some shit. You know, we're like <laughs> it's it's born <laughs> from hate. It's born from hate. Yeah. It's like, opinionated. Yeah. Like, uh, we have very specific tastes. That's if, how you. If we say. were not haters, we would only care about radio metal. Yeah, I mean, dude, when I was like mm -hmm. 15 or, or radio whatever, and I'm music. listening to Dying Fetus. And it's like, mm -hmm. I'm hearing all this shit on the radio and stuff. It's like, psh, you motherfuckers have no fucking clue. I know, it's dude. like, y'all don't even know about <laughs> yeah. riffs. Yeah, I think we all remember the moment we heard Dying Fetus and we're like, holy shit, oh, this dude. is like the heaviest thing I've yeah, ever heard like, in my life. And nothing will sound heavier <clears throat> compared ever. to this. Like, dude, I straight up yeah. bought, I just bought Destroy the Opposition. Like, it was what you're saying, no internet type stuff. Mm -hmm. I was like, I just bought it because it was on Relapse. I was like, oh, cool. I went yeah. to this record store and I was like, that's on relapse. The cover looks pretty cool. I'm going to buy this. Yeah. And then I was just like, I used to do that too. Like buy oh. stuff based on the album covers. Yeah. Like this looks heavy. Like yeah. Nile annihilation of the wicked. I was like, totally. this looks oh, yeah. awesome. And it was awesome. Like, cool. Yeah. We were <laughs> before this podcast, we were watching that video of you playing obscene extreme. 
pregnant. Oh, okay. yeah. And we were legit. like, yeah. we were like the only thing that would have made this better because your drummer was smoking a fucking cigarette the entire. I was like, set. that is so. <laughs> and we were like, sick. they got a pregnant woman. They got the cigarette smoking <laughs> guy on drums. But if you would have worn a dying fetus shirt, it would have just come. Oh, with that's true on the nose. <laughs> that's true on the nose. <laughs> it would have been too much of a joke at that point. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is like, yeah, it's interesting, and that's Jay's signature thing. It's not just, it's not just for the show. He does that at band practices, like constantly okay. a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Like, dude, that's, his, that's, I was that's like, amazing. That's I was like, feat. Chaney, I think the drummer's fucking smoking a cig, dude. I could, we couldn't tell. It took a minute. Yeah, that was amazing. Was yeah, it? Was no, it? That's Jay. Was it scary for you playing a show being pregnant? Um, it was scarier for my husband. That is so funny because Naveen was like, I would have like, dude, I would have been concerned. Like what's going on with my baby? Like side a bunch stage. Of people and I was were like, getting up on stage. Dude. I know. I was like, I'm pretty sure that Serge is side stage right now watching her. Like, <laughs> And I saw him he off insisted, in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. No, he had to, he insisted on being like very close to me in case like anyone got too close or whatever, but That's it was totally fine. I was actually really chill and like easier than I thought it would be. It didn't I was look like chill. a little bit worried about like how well I'd be able to breathe. Uh, that's a, exactly like, what months, I was six wondering. Six months pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, but actually it was like, cool. Like I was doing, it, it felt normal, like pretty much. Dude, you yeah. fucking killed it. It was like, you were on okay. point as hell. We were like, oh my God, she's fucking killing it right now. Yeah, brutal. <laughs> Super brutal. Yeah, like, I also, like, I didn't get to practice before that show because, like, the guys just flew in and we had to play right away. Like, we oh, didn't damn. even get one practice. So, like, I hadn't seen them for more oh. than six months. So you just ripped it, so, just went on stage dry. I was, like, a little iffy on it. I was like, I hope this is going to sound good. <laughs> but it all worked out, yeah. Oh, it killed. I, I guess like when you've played together with the same people for years, it's just like second nature. It doesn't matter how long you've been apart. As long as you've been like practicing on your own to keep your skills tight or whatever. So like, yeah, totally. I was just like, yeah. I was doing vocals at home, like, you know, to the CDs and stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, circling back to the internet, that to me has been one of the better parts of it is that everyone can kind of practice on their own. I mean, this isn't even internet based. It's like everyone just practices on their own and you can kind of like chat to each other. It's the internet has had its, it's good things. You can oh, write yeah. music mm -hmm. back and forth, which mm -hmm. is that how you guys wrote your last album? Sociopathic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was the first time that we did that. So like up until the last abnormality album, like everything was written in the same room, like together, like we oh. all lived locally, we all practiced together, like two to three times a week, like that Damn. was like our, yeah, and like I was there every practice, like, you know, and... Old school. So this was the first time, yeah. like, doing this, like, from a distance. Yeah, like, there's some, like, energy you get by being all together, you know? Like, Absolutely. And being on the same page. There, it is a good thing, but, like, when you can't, like, the internet is great for that, and, like, we made it work. Like the guys still practiced, you know, together without me. And then I just like watched videos that they sent me like with the music and like, you know, worked on lyrics from here and like Damn. worked on the patterns. And like, I would Skype call like the drummer and be like, you know, go over patterns with him. And like, that's how we did it. And I went into the studio here and like, just, you know, <clears throat> did the best I could. And yeah, it worked. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. What studio did you go to? Studio Hostivage. 
it's uh it's a pretty well-known one here like right outside of Prague. is it that guy uh there's the band that's from there the gent band something babylon modern modern day babylon Babylon. yeah i I don't know yeah you know them? I could ask my husband. Yeah, ask him real quick. Ask him real quick. What's this tech tech death band Babylon something from here? Do you know? Anything? Modern day Babylon, dude. Modern day Babylon. Do you yeah. know what that is? Modern day Babylon, but they're like Jen. They're Jen. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jen. Yeah. yeah, Jen. Yeah, Jen. He, he knows. knows yeah, he knows about dude, it. Dude, I probably recorded there. Okay, they they that dude has a studio, and they're super cool. Like they. Oh, um, okay. I uh, let's see. I I played a show there, like with mm-hmm. some other project that I was doing. And mm-hmm. I was selling my own merch mm-hmm. and like the dudes mm-hmm. rolled out and they were just talking to me and like, we, we fucking kicked it like all night and we were nice. just getting trashed and uh, <laughs> they were hella cool. And sometimes I talk to the guy online, but he's got like a super sick studio. Oh, cool. <clears throat> so it's like a different studio. Yeah. What's the I don't really know. It? it was just like, this is this guy's place. I'll check it out real quick. Actually, I got the internet. Right here. Okay. Is cool. there a scene in the Czech Republic or in Prague? Is there a big metal scene? There's a scene, but it's not the same as Boston. Like that's one thing I miss about Boston. Although it's probably not the same as it as I remember now. I'm like, sh- because of the the new generation. I don't think it's the same as my generation was. Like I don't think there's the same tight knit thing with all the bands in Boston now. Well, Boston is like- also uh, Berkeley. You know, so it's a lot Mm -hmm. of like music. music, Yeah. yeah. So it's like Mm -hmm. those people aren't necessarily always into like super brutal metal. I feel like they go for more progressive. So it's like an interesting Mm -hmm. scene because I've been at the bar. I think it was the first time I met you at uh, we were opening for the contortionist and I was at the Mm -hmm. bar uh, at that venue. Yeah. And some. Some like Berkeley people were asking me a lot of music theory questions yeah. that I like had yeah. no idea about. And it's like, dude, I have I have no fucking idea. All right. His studio is called Babylon Studios. All the oh, notes. There we go. Okay. Oh, like, okay. Like the band's name. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good to know. Like as another place to record possibly. So like I'm about to do some recording for like one of my other bands, Castrator. So I'm like sick. I do need to like book some yeah. studio time. There you go. Boom. Up, I'm, just, so I'm, that's hooking, good to know. I'm linking up people worldwide, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. That's yeah, fucking so sick. Friends. That yeah. is the best thing about music, man. Like it's, I'm like, oh, cool. You're in Prague. I met these guys there. They have a stu- You know what I mean? That's fucking yeah. crazy, dude. Yeah, I never would have cool. thought that would happen. It like, is that's, cool. That's like seriously metal, the best metal thing. People are family like everywhere. Yeah, it doesn't it's so matter, awesome. Like, what country, what language, like it's something that brings us all together. It's like a common language is the music. It's I know. really cool. It's very true. I seriously love it. And even in like phases where I'm like not even into metal in my life, it's like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like what you're saying about like the American thing. It's like, I'm, I am just metal. That's like my thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I could just, I could, identity. Yeah, I could go not listen to metal for five mm-hmm. years and I'm still metal. Like that's just oh, how dude, it is. Dude. Totally. And, and you could drop me in any part of the planet, maybe not any part, but populated area on the planet. And it's like, I want to meet someone there, dude. Totally. You know? Like that's, that's just yeah, like, so cool. You know, it's such a, me. yeah, no, it's like, it's so true. And like, you go to like some random place where you don't know anyone and you like can connect with people just like over music, like instantly. Like oh. that. So like that happened to me, like, when I was in college, I studied abroad in Spain. That was my first time, like, really spending any time in Europe. Oh, and 
I was going to art school there. I went to art school, by the way. And yeah, so I was studying art in Barcelona. And like, I was just in this animation class and there was a guy with a, with a death shirt or I, th I think it was death or it must've been death. I can't think of what else it would be. Yeah, and I was like, Hey, nice shirt, man. Like you like metal. Like and we just like started talking and like, yeah. And so like this guy ended up having a band and like, I went and watched the band practice like a couple days later and like, ended up joining the band that was like oh, my wow. first band experience like when I was like 21 <clears throat> yeah. and um the band wasn't very good but <laughs> it was like it was a starting point and like yeah. I definitely got the like the music fever after that like this is something I really wanted to do like yeah. prior to that I was like a fan of metal and like you know singing along in the car kind of thing you know totally. but like I didn't know that I was gonna like cross over into being like a serious vocalist and that's like how it started but like this whole like global metal thing like ties in that story ties in with that <laughs> it's, it's freaking amazing and like um you can also relate to this i mean you met your husband through metal yeah right? and now you're in a band now you now you, now you made, own a label with him and a are in a band with him made, made a person. another person because of metal. Yeah, Just saying. That's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and that's like it's, this, everybody it's a in global, my a global metal love story. It really yeah. is. Yeah. It's I'm crazy. like every single person in my life is because of metal. Same. Like that's that I'm not related to. Same. Yeah. Like literally every person. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like such a huge part of our lives, like for real. And like I'm so like grateful for that. Like I wouldn't change a thing, like even if like none of the music projects I like have like succeeded or like they all, you know, ended today. Like I'd be grateful for all the friendships and relationships, yeah. my husband that I've met and known through, through music and like, it's up. so cool and the fans and everything you know the, the the people you meet on the road it's like it's so cool like there's like really no other way you would have met people and like gotten tours of random cities or countries yeah, you know totally. like so true besides of being on tour it's so cool yeah it's it's awesome well damn that's what's up right there <laughs> so eugenics doctor i didn't finish the story yeah, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> i was gonna keep it a recurring thing so like the next question she asked is like are you having kids and i was like yes we plan to and she was like quiet again <laughs> writing on her notepad she's like oh god <laughs> she, was crazy. Like, really? <laughs> she wrote it and they're having a baby like, so, watch yeah, for them and i was like so like you know I'm new here and I'm going to need like a gynecologist and stuff. Like, can you refer me to someone? She's like, no, I can't do that. What? And I was like, I know. I was like, what? I was like, what do you mean you can't do that? That's crazy. <laughs> doctor. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I've never had any experience like that in my life. And like American can be racist as fuck sometimes, but like not like that. Not to oh, that yeah. degree. Just yeah. overt. So does she have your address? I hope not. <laughs> So. hopefully it's an old address it's an old address all yeah. right and like, yeah I, I switched doctors soon after that but yeah that makes sense that makes sense i was just like wow cold cold yeah that's I pretty can't cold believe that. pretty cold that's pretty cold yeah it's pretty cold yeah i remember uh actually this is totally off topic but i've been thinking about this yes. the whole time I, I and I now I'm sure <laughs> yeah. my old band Animosity played a fest in Prague, and it was like this little like kind of janky fest. Which one? Um, I can't remember what it's called, but 
the it thing was like that, a one year kind of thing. It I don't know. I don't. I honestly stuff. don't know. I, I'll have to look like look into it because I'm I'm not the type of person who remembers like venues and stuff. It's yeah, like, I know, I'm like know. terrible with it. It's really bad. But I yeah. But like to get back to the other conversation, like Czech Republic has a lot of festivals. Yeah, like, and that's like really cool. Yeah, like I think that's the best part about the metal scene here is like the festivals and like oh yeah the biggest ones for like our kind of music is like brutal assault and obscene mm. extreme. Yeah, it wasn't. But that, in terms of like the that. local scene, it's not as strong as like where I come from, like Boston. It's just like you know small local shows, but like. They're not like you know hit or miss. Some some do well and some don't. And like doesn't seem like that much camaraderie between the fans and the bands. Like as as I saw in Boston, it's like not like really a unified scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, but has it all? Feel. Has it always been that I like that? I wonder. Or is it more like I kind of feel like scenes are more like that in the U.S. now because of the internet. So I wonder if. Hmm if the Czech scene has just never really been super strong on a local level or if the internet has like made. Yeah, that's true. Because you know, now kids I think, go ahead. Well, I think it's maybe part of the reason it, it's the way it is because of the whole festival circuit, because like everyone's saving their vacation time to go to all the festivals. Like, yeah. or the, like they pick which festivals are going to go to and they're saving all their money and like, you know, really planning on that where they don't care as much about like the regular shows as much. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Is like in Czech Republic, are we talking about um, a population of people who are generally like middle class or poor or rich or what's the demographics? Let me look it up here. More like middle class. Yeah. Like, there are rich people and there are poor people, but I think it was like more middle class, but like the general feeling of wealth is less than like U S like the U S would be seen. Americans would be seen as more like rich people compared to Czechs. Like the average salary is a lot lower, but the cost of living is also really low. Yeah. So like, yeah, like you can make like $5 an hour here and do okay. Whoa. You know, that's what I'm talking Which about. Which is like the, I think is like the average salary here is like five dollars or like Holy you know, like shit. minimum wage or whatever. You know, I have yeah, to I have like, to admit when we were in Czech Republic, the the currency was very hard for me to figure out. Well, first of all, it was just hard for me to figure out like a new currency every single day on a European tour because I was doing our merch. Yeah, I ended up in Prague selling our merch for such a low price that I lost us money that day because I thought that I was, Oh no. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. It was horrible. Cause a hundred pounds, hundred pounds sounds like a lot, like a hundred dollars. Yeah. It's actually $4. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think I was Sorry. charging like 200 for our shirts, okay. which I was like, this is a shitload of money. 200. What are, what are they called? Crones. Crones. Crowners. Crowns. Karuna, Karuna in Czech language, but it means crown. Okay. All right, dude. So I was I just charging two hundred crowns, so eight dollars per shirt, and I was just, like, "We're making two hundred crowns. We're doing really well." Like this just reminded me of a story, dude. Okay, the fir- I can't believe I didn't think of this till now. The first time I went to Prague, I found like a huge stack of money. Whoa. Yeah, totally Naveen style, dude. You yeah. know what I mean? Just looking around. I'm always like, I always like look. Kind of luck. I always Naveen just like does. look for right. shit. Like I'm always constantly. I'm like, 
when I'm go when I go somewhere, I look like just for stuff like that's floating around, uh-huh. you know. Like at the end of the night in the venue, I'll kind of like do a little sweep, see if there's any money on the ground or anything. Okay. And uh, I, we were we went to that bridge that you're talking about, right, for the first time. Charles Bridge. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then I I was like, dude, that's a pile of money, like in the sidewalk, and I just like real stealth went through and picked it up and put it in my pocket, and it it was like three hundred bucks. Like American, but it was a huge. But it was stack. like yeah, because it was like I don't know, it was like whatever, however many thousand karunas or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I went back and I was like, you guys, I just found a huge stack of money, man. That is totally something. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. Like that's like really uh, crazy. Dude, I'm t- that's the only something that happened. Really? To me. Yeah. I, I and that was uh, the first time I went to Prague. Yeah, it was. Wow. It. Yeah, it was. I was like, "This is great." It sounds like it sounds like money out of thin air, but really, the other side of that story is some drunk American tourist was really wasted and like <laughs> hey, you know, man. has to be an American. <laughs> His loss. <laughs> yeah, Naveen's game. His man. loss, dude. You know what I mean? I love f- finding shit is the best. That's like one of my favorite things to do. Oh, you love it. Yeah, but you do it a lot. Naveen has a knack. He found my desk. It's like a. What are these what? called? It's like a drafting it's table. It's a drafting table. Oh, and he found table, it. Yeah, 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 he found it on the side of the street. He does stuff like yeah, that I'll all like the time. I'll like pull over. Like the, the desk chair that I have, I have like a really nice mm-hmm. desk chair. This is like, mm-hmm. uh, I was just driving around in San Francisco and I like saw it next to a dumpster, but the base was all fucked up. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm going to take it anyway. And I took, I had two of them, really nice chairs. And then you just knock the base off and put a different one on there. And then boom, I had like these fucking legit. What's the what's the what's the scavenger game like in Prague? Um, (laughs) (laughs) is there good scavenging? Good if you're me. You have to be somebody that's always looking. Yeah, I I can't say that I've really observed it, but I've noticed there's a lot more buy sell thing, like selling your used things, like a Craigslist style like way of living. Like people do that. I like it. <clears throat> and my husband's really into this like we don't just get rid of things we sell them yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, totally. he's really good at selling useless things and like making money i'm like that's that thing is garbage you're never going to make money from it can we just throw it away he's like no i'm going to sell it and then he comes back and he's like i made 20 dollars." like what do that Damn. 20 bucks dude. That's, a- that's exactly how Navina is because his mom <laughs> buys and sells things for a living but for yeah. me like uh-huh. my parents would always if the toaster broke we're getting rid of it yeah, and we're going and out, yeah, yeah and we're going to get a new one that way is but Naveen's way my husband's way Serge his way is much better I agree it's less landfill and more reuse more upcycling it's it's less money spent as well because I'll just spend money on new shit all the time right now I have four dining chairs in my van that I got I picked up no he does (laughs) I didn't I didn't even tell her yet I've got four dining chairs in the van and I'm going to sell them on Craigslist for 20 bucks each. Dude. Yeah. 80 bucks. <laughs> See? I'm telling you, the scavenger game. I picked it's them up the other day. for you is to sell. No, yeah. I, just, I just picked them up. I was like, okay, those are, I was working and someone was like, hey, do you, do you want to, do you want these dining chairs? I'm like, yeah, for sure. Give me, give me them. And then uh, I'm going to throw them on Craigslist. Like, you attract like used things yeah. like it's, it's, a motherfucker. That's my thing. I don't know. All right. So Malika, before we go, There's what's it, here. Yeah. what's it like being a woman oh, in a band? I'm just kidding. I was gonna. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Actually, there is an episode where I did ask Cheney. Naveen that. said something. To, you can see my face get blistering red, and yeah. I'm like, "No, you motherfucker." We should like, probably figure out which episode that is because I was I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go there." You know, because it was like I don't know, twenty. 
should, something episode. Once you turn this into a drinking game somehow, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure about it. But like seriously, like every every other interview is that or yeah. I, I have a it's drinking like, game for the podcast. The it's like that, when somebody says something, I take a drink. That's how when someone talks, works. it's yeah, a drink. On the, on the, podcast. Mm-hmm. the the what's it like being like a woman it. in a band <laughs> question always gets me because I'm like, well, dude, I have no idea what it's like to be a guy in a band. So right. it's a right. very strange. It's true. Like I, I've figured out over the years, the perfect response to it. And I haven't had the chance to use it is like, <laughs> what's it like to be a male interviewer in metal? <laughs> Yeah, it's like that's the perfect response to that question. Yeah. It's like, like it means it, it means zilch. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, there's no like, what's it? It's like I don't know, dude. I'm just a person existing yeah, in this I world, just, and I happen to have a vagina, and I really like metal. Yeah. So I don't. It, there's nowhere to go but with my the question. Doesn't really get in the way of my metal <laughs> yeah. making. Yeah, it really. Do, it's not big enough. Exactly, and that's <laughs> like honestly what I was saying earlier. It's like, dude. It, it, just doesn't it doesn't matter like all these things we just we take them on by choice right you know you just do it voluntarily yeah so it doesn't yeah you're not like born metal you know or maybe you are i don't know but i'm just saying like i don't you know you might kind of be <laughs> yeah you know but there yeah, there is a part of me though that feels like i was always destined to be metal that's true yeah me too like i sure. couldn't yeah. i couldn't have yeah. lived mm-hmm. without sure. the metal part of me Okay, well, let's I, that, go with that. That let's honestly that. is a better question. What's it like mm-hmm. to be metal? You yeah, know? It, it's, exactly. Take the gender out of it. Yeah. You know, or like, <clears throat> what would you do if you didn't have metal in your life? Like, that would be an inter- interesting question. Well, you so know? what would like, you do if you didn't? What would, what would Maliko's life be like if you did not have metal in it? You can't even go there. Because, you know. I mean, you wouldn't have you, your daughter. I'm uh, sorry, I'm naming things for you now, but it's like <laughs> your daughter is born out of metal. Your your marriage is out of metal. Your you know your band. How much of your life has that dictated? I know. It would just be like an alternate universe with like a different me. You know, living a different life with a different spouse. You know, it's just or not having a spouse. You know, it just would be like you know the movies you watch where like you enter a different dimension or reality yeah. and it's like living a totally completely different life yeah yeah it's it's crazy and like some things like that seem like arbitrary like decisions early in life end up having huge consequences like <clears throat> totally yep. changing your direction in life like deciding where to go study like in college like i for a long time thought i was going to san francisco oh, wow. and like i had even like put a down payment on like a school there and then I got like a scholarship to go to a school in Boston so that's like why I ended up staying in Massachusetts but I really wanted to go somewhere else and like have that experience in like in a different city but and I wonder sometimes like wow like if I never like if I went to a completely different college like how different would my life be now like totally you You would have been going to the pound but I think of things like that yeah you would have been (laughs) but I think about (laughs) that type of thing to me makes me question the idea of free will a lot because the the older that I get the more I see how how decisions I made in my life made me Mm -hmm. the person that I am and led down a much deeper uh Mm -hmm. path than I would have imagined them leading down in the first Mm -hmm. place and I think that's when it's like, well, I wonder if we do have free will or if we don't, because it's like none of that stuff or now looking back on my life, it seemed like I made all of these decisions for a greater purpose, but I never mm-hmm. would have known in the first place that that's exactly why it happened. Or like if you believe in the whole multiverse thing and multiple realities, like 
in every like in multiple realities you've made different decisions and you've lived different lives and like they all ex- concurrently yeah. happening at the same time yeah so like nothing is a mistake and and everything you know matters or something and like yeah you can kind of like it's it's fun to think about that like you know totally whole sci-fi plot themes here but yeah i mean you can drive yourself crazy being like what if what if but yeah. like <laughs> oh yeah well really at the it's base kind of it though cool like, to be appreciative yeah. of like everything you do have like from what you got but it's crazy yeah like how i just met, randomly met my husband like at a show where i didn't think would have life-changing consequences right and like totally. you meeting Naveen probably also oh yeah like, going to a show yeah well i mean you can she played the show yeah i played the show i opened the show i mean i'm sure you can relate it's like now you and serge are in a band together you own Mm -hmm. a fucking record label together you help him run the bar whether or not you know Mm -hmm. he's and naveen and i started a band together and we do this together now yeah yeah and it's like all of this stuff that i never never ever would have planned on upon our first meeting Mm -hmm. But somehow it all just blossoms out of that one interaction. Yeah. And like maybe time is not linear. Maybe like the end result was what was meant to be and everything leading up to it was like. Totally. That's what always going to end up this way. Even if you made one different decision, it would have come back around. and It would have had the same end result or something. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, It's like a choose your own adventure. that, that's honestly to bring it back to like the, the Vedic <laughs> thing. That's what I love so much about the Vedic thought is yeah. that like it's all like one of the things is that it all exists in like a seed form, you know, yeah. and it's like yeah. it's all it's already there, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It's kind of hard not to believe that for mm-hmm. me personally, but especially like, yeah, just having had some really crazy life experiences like we've had like deep, deep experiences and meeting your love through a love for music and things yeah. like that. It's hard, hard to not think that there's some deeper <clears throat> meanings there. It's yeah. hard. It really saying. is. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to not think that it's like, I don't know. It's yeah. hard for me to believe like there's not something else going on. I don't know. That's, that's yeah. where I'm at. I, I totally mm-hmm. agree. I don't know. Anyway, I'm with you. I'm with you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're nearing on two hours. Thank you so much, Malika, yeah, for taking shit, t- time out of your day to hang with us. It really means a lot. Um, Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, totally. like, we barely talked about music. Actually, I I'm see. Surprised. That's what I was telling you. <laughs> that's what really I was telling know. you. It's like we barely ever get to music. So I mean, uh, so abnormality no longer a band, which. Mm-hmm. But it seems like you're still going strong with your other projects, yeah. Castrator, and Nidoras, yep. Nidoras, <laughs> which you with, it's which a real is with word, Surge. Actually. It is a real word. Wait, so Serge, I thought that he was a vocalist as well. Is that? Yeah, he he's was a vocalist in the, a band in Russia called Flesh Bomb. That okay. was like his first big band. Um, so yeah, it's like Nidoros was something we started to do when I was like missing band practices for being so far from like yeah. the Abnormality guys. So like we just started like jamming and... You know, it was really casual how it started and like we did a demo and then like got a record deal and we're like taking it more seriously now. Yeah, it's just like we did it for fun and like to do something brutal together and like we're making something of it now. We'll see where it goes. Like the people awesome. seem to like it, which is cool. Like, Hell yeah. We just did music that we wanted to hear, you know, like that we thought was cool. And yeah, That's how you got we were it. we were jamming it before this podcast. Dude, that snare 
on the recording i'm loving that shit it's almost it's got its own it's got its own note value you know it's like it's like the most poppy sick snare of all time i love it yeah this this drummer milan he's really unique yeah so you guys it's a band in i don't know how to say the name of the country now but formerly czech Czechia. czechia it's very so you guys jam and stuff there locally Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's yeah, pretty we, sick. We haven't played any shows yet, though. Like, we're still deciding if we will. Like, it might just remain a recording project, but we'll we'll decide. Well, um, I think I think other things are going to decide for you because nobody's playing shows right yeah. now. Yeah, like there's no live music. Yeah, yeah. On exactly. the flip side, though, it yeah. might be kind of cool. You know, there might be a coolness factor in Czech Republic because you guys got an American vocalist. I don't know. You know what I mean? That's how you can uh, market the band. (laughs) American vocals. Yeah, no, I could say on the flyer, like in parentheses, American American vocalist. (laughs) You know, like in Europe, I see that happening a lot. It's like on the flyer. It's dude, yeah. When we were on tour in Europe, it was U.S., Canada, French. Yeah, yeah. It'll say like where they're from on the flyer. So for you, it can say American vocalist, (laughs) Russian guitar player. Yeah, but that actually would be a negative. Yeah, omit the Russian oh, yeah, guitar yeah, player. Don't tell him. All right, he's fully Czech. He's fully Czech. He has become a Czech citizen now. No, like what you recently. what you should put on there is American vocalist, uh, Russian guitar player, and in another parentheses, no plans of staying in Czech Republic. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, shit, thanks a lot for coming on yeah, the show. Yeah, thank you so much. And, We're going to uh, end it. Yeah, totally. This we appreciate it. And, yeah, this uh, is awesome. Yeah, All first, right. first world. We're going worldwide. We're going dude. worldwide. Copper yeah. Crab world ra- worldwide. All right, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Have a good week. Yeah, see you guys. You too. Bye. See you.